All right. Uh, are you ready? Um, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of. Uh, it almost said the movie is starting. <laughs> no, All right, I'll take that one back. That's that other one. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I didn't just wake up. No, it's ridiculous. Um, okay, take it back. <clears throat> hey, everybody! Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, the Normal Show podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeremiah. And I'm Caleb. And it's been a minute since we, it was, what was the last, I can't even remember, was, was, it was uh, December something. We didn't get to do a New Year's episode. Unfortunately, we, we talked about it, but by the time we both were kind of, and then, you know, able to do it, it was just kind of like pretty late and we were both kind of like, meh. Um, yeah, so Jeremiah, happy new year. Hey, happy new year to you too, Caleb. Uh, how was your Christmas? Um, well, we went to Oklahoma as we always do, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we just hung out and had a good time. Did you get everything you wanted? No, eh, nobody ever really does. Nobody will ever get me a gladiator. That's all I want is a gladiator. With Russell Crowe? Bunch of cheapskates. No, the Jeep gladiator. Oh. That's not the Elon Musk one, is it? No, that he does Tesla. Oh, well. Tes- Tesla. Well, what's that what's that big truck that they, he unveiled that people are kind of now describing as Oh, well that's that's the Cybertruck. Okay, and yeah. It's, it's goofy as hell. Yeah. Uh, because everybody, everybody's, it's already being pretty much called the new DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, it weighs like 5,000 pounds. So it's yeah. way too heavy. People are like, I'm going to take it off road. And it, and it like, it just can't do anything because it's way too heavy. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't have, you know, Hummers are heavy, but they've got suspension you know, and, and, yeah. And massive tires and everything else. And yeah. these, you know, these dumb tires people go off road and they're like sitting there spinning they're like why did you yeah why did you work well speaking of cars uh i had a fun adventure Mm. Uh, so Caleb and I have already talked your, about your sweet here. ride is starting to go sour Jeremiah uh, well not now now it's uh now it's basically got a <laughs> now it's a whole new a car brand new heart pretty much uh so 
on the trip back from you know, I went and up heart to, uh, wins this, battles. Oh yes, heart or Barracuda. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, on the trip, you know, I went up to to Wisconsin. Uh, on the way there, it was fine. On the way back uh, between uh, Milwaukee and or Madison and Milwaukee, suddenly my check engine light just started flashing. Uh, apparently there was an issue where oil was leaking into one of the spark plugs that was causing the misfire. And I ended up having to be towed back to Madison. I uh, stayed there next day that, uh, you know, people who, uh, my friends, John and Kelly go to, they, uh, they were able to kind of give me a temporary fix, basically told me, Hey, we'll switch out the spark plug. I can get you home. But when, as soon as you get to Chicago, you need to take it to somebody ASAP and, uh, basically I was told ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically I was told that I was going to need a completely new engine. Um, and that was not cheap. Uh, however, uh, it was cheaper than having to buy a new car, uh, in the long run. Uh, and I know what I would have gotten for the amount that it cost, but, uh, but no, and I, even, even up until today, I was still having issues because I, I nearly, uh, this is something I didn't tell you off the air. Um, I nearly thought I was going to have to, you know, give them a piece of my, give the people who worked on my car a piece of my mind uh, today because, uh, you know, I'd been given the car back uh, on Friday and they said, everything is good to go. You're, you know, we got a brand new engine. This is a, it's a nice one. There's uh, we're, we're pretty sure it's got maybe at most 50,000 miles on it uh, or less. Uh, you know, there's no rust inside. That's good. I'm like, okay, that's great. It's like basically getting a brand new engine. Um, and then on, I want to say it was Sunday night when I was driving around, it just completely stalled and shut down. And I was just like, okay, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> this, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, kept trying to turn the engine, nothing, you know, not, you know, go, you know, I could hear it. I could hear like the uh, accelerator working, but the engine just wouldn't turn over. Got to a point where I even was in the middle of getting a tow truck, like calling a, calling a, you know, my roadside assistant stuff. And they go, can you put it in neutral? I go, well, let me check. And I, as I turn the key, it turns on, but, uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, I guess it's on now. I, I don't think I need the truck anymore. I can probably, cause I was not too far from where I lived. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, uh, I noticed that like, that all like several lights on the display were still like the brake light was still on the, uh, uh, VSA light was still on like the ABS light. And I'm just like, okay, something <laughs> clearly there's either, either something's just not hooked up or loose. And so I called them said, Hey, look, this is happening. Um, brought it in today. And they said, "Yeah, here's here's the thing. We apparently, you know, you know, he's like, you know, they, it's ba- basically explains like, you know, it's a you got a you got a doohickey in your kajigger. Yeah, well, it's like you know, when you put it in a brand new engine, you're basically it's basically like open heart surgery, as we were, you know, as, as we earlier mentioned, <laughs> brand new heart. So it's like some you know, sometimes the doctor will leave in a pair of uh, instruments in there. On this one, I guess there was just a couple of uh, bolts that just hadn't been tightened correctly, or you know, because then as soon as um, uh, I got, uh, as soon as they gave it back and I started, I was like, oh, because before it even kind of rattled and I was like, I don't know about this. And this time it just, it sounded perfect. So, 
Mm. So yeah, no, I, the the guys I went to, luckily at, my, at first, you know, like I said, I thought they were screwing me at first, like taking me for a ride, and then, but the fact that they were able to look at it and basically told me that, oh no, it's you know, engine's good, it should be, it should be fine, you know, and they they said they would they they put a guarantee on it for a few months, so. Instead of they said just keep us notified if anything else happens, uh, you know, just bring it back here and we'll take care of it. So, so hopefully my my sweet ride is back. You know, um, which I'd only had that. I mean, really only had it for uh, God, two thousand eight, so like five years, go almost six. Um, and uh, and yeah, no, this is the first time I had really any issues with it, but. You know, that's, I guess, you know, that's just part of being a car owner in the end, at the end, you know. Yeah. Um, sure is. But yeah, so $5,000 later, here I am. <laughs> so, uh, but no, uh, other than that, uh, you know, New Year, I guess a New Year's a rough start, but, you know, uh, on the bright side, I did make, I, uh, you know, got my W 2 made. Made the most money I've ever made um, uh, since moving to Chicago. So, uh, so that was nice. Um, other than that, uh, well, I know you and I both kind of texted back and forth on this that we both watched the um, Mystery Science Theater uh, YouTube marathon, uh, New Year's marathon, which I found out like they have it all the time, but for some reason they were titling it like, "Oh, the the New Year's marathon." <laughs> <laughs> but um uh there was one I, I kind of want to talk about it just because I'd never seen it before. It was actually a riff tracks. It was uh and, and, if, and you know exactly the movie I'm gonna bring up. Uh, a movie called Zendi the Jungle or the, was it the Jungle Boy or something like that, yeah. yeah. Zendi the jungle kid or jungle yeah. boy. And it's just like <laughs> it was such a wild and just batshit insane movie <laughs> well, like, but, but but also very boring like yeah. just, all those old nonsensical. movies are boring yeah. it was like and, and completely nonsensical at that too. yeah they all have they're, they're boring they're meandering they have no plot and then it's like oh something crazy happened and that's the end and there's yeah. no closure because I mean, I guess they sort of set up that oh, he has this vendetta with this cougar, and I'm not actually talking about an actual cat, not a hot old lady. Uh, yeah, but of course, now hot contemporary lady. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but anywho, what are you talking about? We're we're young gentlemen. Oh yes, of course. Uh, is there a male version of a cougar? Um, but... Yeah, it's called a creep. <laughs> a little something for daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little something for daddy. <laughs> but, anywho, but no, I love it. So, like, and also, so it takes place. It's supposed to, be, I think it's supposed to be in like the Amazon, but the wildlife there makes no sense because, <laughs> like, he has yeah, it's all like safari, like lions and yeah. stuff. And I don't even know if cougars are in South America. I always thought those are more of a North American animal, but um, I like well, uh, I think jaguars and uh, like let yeah they're I think they leopards, leopards and, ja- and and jaguar and, and uh, jaguars yeah and uh, um, 
but yeah, but they don't. But yeah, they they don't have like the the Panthers are not. Or excuse me, not Panthers. Uh, the other one, uh, Cougars. I don't believe. Oh, I think because those are like they're mountain lions. <laughs> so yeah. they're gonna be like they're gonna be in like places like you know uh, Arizona or Colorado. <laughs> Or Oklahoma. Although I don't know if they're act- bobcats. I don't know if they're actually are cougars in Oklahoma. Well, there's mountain lions all over Oklahoma. Yeah. What are you talking well, about? I, I've always heard that that cougars are not in Oklahoma. That they're that's more bobcats. No, no. no uh, they're mountain lions. Well, I, catamounts. I, I, catamounts. I Jeremiah. They're all the same thing. Cougar. Catamount. I, I ain't never seen one in Oklahoma. So. Uh, it's because you lived in Enid. Hey, there's a lot of. Well, I lived in the Enid next to a creek. I'd see foxes and and uh, you know those were homeless men. <laughs> there's a foxy man. Yeah, those were cracked cracked foxes. Yeah, <laughs> but anyhow, back to Zindi. Uh, but yeah, just the whole thing of like there's a thing where oh his grandfather dies he's like oh no his grandfather well, he, he falls into quicksand after he warns him to not go like his grandfather's like Tell him, don't ever go to this place there's quicksand and then like he, his grandfather just walks right into it see <laughs> what did i tell you zindy and then there's this thing the thing of the like well first first off like there's this girl who becomes lost and zindy finds her and starts like oh i have a friend now and you think that oh the it's gonna be like a, a jungle book situation where he's gonna the, the, he's gonna go with the girl and into society, um, and then instead what happens is he fights the cougar and the cougar mauls him. Well, no, before that though, he goes into the city. Oh yeah, I forgot all of that. And the guy's like, "Wait, you are Zindi? Hold on, don't he's go like, anywhere." Freak. And, and then you hear this. Then you hear this thing of his this voiceover of his grandpa like. The city people will try to trick us. They hate us, or yeah. something like that. And then he runs off yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And then the the people are like, "We, Cindy's here." He says he has the, or somehow they say, "Oh, he found the girl." Yeah. And it's like, wait, he never told you that. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then so they're like, "Oh, we must find these two children in the jungle," and they come, and then they don't even end up finding him because Zindi gets attacked by the cougar yeah. and she sees him and he's all red and, and then the movie ends. Yeah, and it's and like, like, but wait, what about even, them even finding before him? that, like when the girl's missing, I love like the scene where they're talking about, like, oh, we've got this lost child in the jungle. They hear someone playing a flute. They go, perhaps tomorrow we can help, we can have that person help us find the daughter. Like, yes, why well, look forward tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll look for her in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> she's been out there this long. Yeah. Oh, but no, it was it was so bad. Like I, mean, I, I love hearing like you hear like Bill Corbett and uh, the whole gang. Go, okay, so if you're watching this, yeah, Zindi's dead. Um, <laughs> Zindi was mauled by a cougar. <laughs> the people never found what's her name. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, So that was that was a classic one. uh, Watched one I'd never seen before that I really enjoyed. Of course, you know they showed Space Mutiny. um, Daddyo, I think, came on there. That's the one with the Jim Key. (laughs) Yeah, gonna need that Jim Key fella. 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 
Let's have that king. Need no gym key. Gym policy. <laughs> yeah, I've been um, I've been watching all the ones on Roku live. Yeah, live channel, um, which are fun. You know, they're like, oh yeah, it's a Joel, it's a Mike, it's a Joel, it's a Mike. Cool, cool, cool. And but then, then you it's get like, a Joel. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, that's the reason why I switch over to YouTube and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when I try to get other things done. You know, like yeah. something else. What else is there? No. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'll take a knitting. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing is, I mean, I can't watch the new version of it. Yeah. It's unwatchable to me. Other people are like, "Oh, I love it." I'm like, no. It's just, it's not the same. That's, that's just... fine. That's fine. Yeah. If it's new to you and you enjoy it, have fun. Yeah. But I cannot. I cannot watch Jonah. I cannot watch the bad like servo and crow voices well that's and, and, and it, it'd be different if they were a smooth trans because because bill corbett you know like once again bill yeah, corbett bill, was not bill the corbett original sounded, voice right he sounded just like um uh, trace, trace Beaulieu, though yeah trace Beaulieu. he sounded just like him yeah and and servo um kevin murphy sounded like uh josh weinstein yeah when he was servo's voice yeah and, and but it's like better. i mean they were like... slightly i mean yes they, they were slightly different but they weren't jarring that's the thing yeah they were jarring. and then so jarringly different yeah it's like oh hi jonah yeah. i'm tom servo and it's like, i'm so, i have a really yeah. high voice <laughs> a well and it's a yeah. it's a woman now yeah 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 it's the gizmo plaque. Yeah. It's like, look, when you're doing a voice, you don't always have to be super cartoony. Yeah. Like, and and I wouldn't even mind if they explained it, you know, like, hey, uh, you know, the voice modulator in yeah. oh, you went out. Yeah, you tried out your voice modulator again. I'm kind of. Yeah, here, here's this one. I'm hey, I'm Joel. Pro, when I, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of being Joel when I say that. You fried out your yeah. voice modulator. Yeah, but it's uh, it's so different, and the background is not even a background. It's mm-hmm. like them just Blue in front of a green, green screen, green, and yeah. and I realize it's like because it was funded through Kickstarter, so they're trying to do it, you know. Cheap. But I just yeah. it's too much for me. I can't, I can't enjoy it. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna stick to the old episodes. Oh, no, there, or or plenty of them. Or, well, in something that I didn't even I I hadn't seen until the marathon was the cinematic Titanic stuff they did which yeah well and it's weird it's weird because they're all still friends but there's kind of like this divide there's cinematic Titanic which is all the original people Mm -hmm. and and then there's riff tracks uh because well yeah that yeah right but but there's riff tracks which is you know Kevin Mike and Bill uh, Bill Bill and who were the last ones on the show yeah even though they were all on the show at the same time as writers, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like they they don't cross over much. But but when they do the riff tracks live events, sometimes Joel or uh, uh, Trace and Frank will show up. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, and it's funny because you know they used to do uh, the other one. Um, the film crew, it, yeah, the film crew, yeah. which was uh, there were some good ones on that yeah. one. That's where I learned about Robichet. Yeah, Robichet. <laughs> okay, guys, Mike, what out. are you talking about? <laughs> guys, stop it! Come on, stop it! Cut it out! We're just staring. Stop at it! <laughs> oh, I was doing one Robichet. 
Um, yeah, anyway, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, since we didn't really get to do a, you know, last kind of last final episode of 2023, um, I was going to do a, I mean, I'll do it now, but, uh, yeah, you um, sprung it on me. I made, well, because I thought about this, it's just like, uh, came up with a top 10 list of what sort of like my top 10 were, uh, of shows and slash movies of this last year um a few honorable mentions but for the most part uh oh it was kind of tough because like some of the stuff i was like like some things i didn't make the cut because i was like uh well they only aired like only two episodes aired or something during 2023 so i can't really count that as a whole thing but if the majority of the show aired during 2023 i counted that as 2023 um and uh and some of these i know you saw some of them I don't know that you did, uh, but we'll just go over the list. Uh, well, first off, I'll I'll, uh, I'll mention the honorable stuff, the honorable mentions here. Um, so one I put uh, my one I have for, um, for honorable mention. These are in no specific order. Um, uh, Fubar, did you ever watch that? No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, it's pretty. I mean, it was fun. It's uh, you know, it's imagine if you liked True Lies, I think you would like Fubar. Uh, cause that's, um, basically the, uh, you know, it's, it's what if Harry Tasker got old and still, and, and never told his family that he was a, that he was a spy. Um, and it's got a, a pretty good supporting cast. Um, oh God, what's her name? The, uh, very out, uh, lesbian comedian Finster. What's her name? Fortune. Fortune Finster, yeah, uh, she's in it. She's really funny, um, uh, and uh, you know, you got Jay Bruchel, um, uh Tom uh, uh, Tom Arnold makes an appearance in it. Is uh, that sort of clearly is a reference to uh, uh, True Lies? Um, but no, it was, and um, and then also the uh, the oh god, I'm trying to think of her name, Italian actress who I wondered what the hell happened to. Um, it's the lady who played. Uh, who was in summer school and then in Austin Powers played a lot of vagina. Oh yeah. yeah um, uh, Fabian something or other. Let me see here. Uh, or not one of the Austin Powers. <laughs> Let's see if you be a R. What is her name? She kind of looks like Danica McKellar, but yeah. Italian. Uh, Fa- yeah. Fabiana Undina. U D. E N I O. I think she was like a Miss uh, Miss Italia, like back in like the eighties or nineties. Um, but yeah, she plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's estranged wife or ex-wife. Eugenio. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> but her, if you've ever seen Summer School, it's the you know the the Italian exchange student, or as I said in Austin Powers, a lot of vagina. Um, and she's you know, so it's interesting to see her again. Um, uh, also the uh, G- uh, Gabriel Luna plays the bad guy. Um, and uh, and then I'm trying to think if there's any other like notable stars. Oh, yeah, Scott Thompson is in it. I forgot he was in that. Uh, but you know, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's it's kind of got that true lies humor. Um, and the idea of him him being kind of the aging agent. Um, so yeah, so good, but I, I, I but I, I, I didn't feel like it made the cut. Cause there were some others I wanted to put on there. 
another honorable mention is the documentary on netflix uh sly did you see that no uh you are you familiar with what it is uh it's about sylvester stallone yeah it's the the sylvester stallone uh kind of document uh bio documentary thing uh similar to the one actually one that made my list which is the the arnold documentary uh but the reason why i only made it honorable i mean it had a lot of stuff that i thought was interesting about sylvester stallone that i didn't necessarily know um but it was only one episode and that's the thing like with the arnold like it was several like it was like i think they did three and it because it kind of goes through the three different stages of his of his life and career um and different careers he pursued uh whereas i wanted like that was the thing with stallone i i felt like it only went so far and then it stopped when it's like oh but what about this part of his life i'm kind of i would i would have liked to know mm-hmm. but uh but no it was still very interesting i recommend uh you watch he it. did he oh. didn't sign off on those other parts oh yes uh, um the uh newest season of uh uh yeah we were just talking about uh what if that's another one that makes my honorable um like i liked it but like i don't know you just I, I i feel like and maybe it's because they released them uh one day after the other i just i feel like i ingested them so fast that i i can remember i don't remember all of them uh did you finish did you watch them yet no we watched the first episode yeah. um I managed to corral the kids long enough, and since then they've been, you know, like cats, just won't, yeah, won't uh, hang out with their old dad anymore. Yeah, I mean the the Christmas episode. They're all doing their own things. Christmas episode's really good, um, which that's the one where Happy becomes sort of like a Hulk, um, mm. and then the uh, the other one where they it, they they kind of did the. Do you remember Marvel sixteen oh two? Yeah, like there is a version of that that they did on one of the episodes of What If, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like I said, I just I feel like there is some stuff that I that that kind of moved me a little bit more than or you know entertaining. Did it, what? Did I I haven't so since I haven't watched it, did they kind of set things up for the next phase? Uh, for for What If or, well, no, just for the the movies in general. Did they kind of uh, set I mean... anything up? Not really. I mean, they introduced, or was it more standalone? They it felt standalone. I mean, they introduced a character, the uh, the one that's like the indigenous. Um, I can't even remember the character's name. It, it's it's well, perfect. she's she's like the snow snow fox or something like yeah. that. That's not that's not who it is, but yeah, the uh, it's it's a character that is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's like Annika or something like that. Um. But so, she's she's like a you know first peoples of the yeah north north uh peoples and I mean that episode, <clears throat> that was an interesting episode like because like it's all done yeah. in um I'm trying to I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Algonquin or which dialect it's supposed to be but it's all done in that dialect it's like that or Spanish kind of like what they did with Prey um the because there's yeah. an alternate version there's an alternate version of prey where it's done and uh is it algonquin that that one is in no that that was like a apache or something not because a... oh, apache is more no, west. apache yeah um, Ir- Iroquois, maybe okay maybe maybe Iroquois. but uh point point being um uh, it they they 
did did it in the most accurately way possible in that language, uh, which was interesting. Um, or was it? Maybe you're right. Su Su Algonquin. Yeah, I know it's it's definitely some the one of like the the eastern tribes. Um, yeah. But uh, she she was a good girlfriend, Sue Algonquin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So and the whole show was like was either in, in that language. Or, yeah, it was either yeah. in Spanish or it wasn't. It wasn't Hispanic. It was no, it was no, no, like... no. Because when they when the conquistadors talk, they're Spanish. <clears throat> oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. So it was either and the, then like whenever they uh, and whenever she can, there's a thing where she confronts because um, she has like infinity stone powers. Like I think it's supposed to be the the cosmic cube. Uh, so the space, uh, that mm-hmm. one's that one's space, right? And the, uh, and the cosmic, yeah, like the or the, in like the Infinity Stones. Uh, so like, she ends up going to um, Queen Isabella and basically tells her, "Stay the fuck out of my country." <laughs> and and uh, yeah. so the only, actually, the only person I think that even speaks English in that episode is the evil Doctor Strange who shows up at the very end. Um, and then that leads to the season finale. Um, mm. uh, and then, of course, uh, Mandalorian season three. Enjoyed it, but once again, it's one of those things where, where I, I think I remember it, but it didn't really stick out too much. But well, well have you uh, have you seen the new new the new news about Mandalorian? There, instead of doing a season four, they're making a movie. Oh, that uh, well, I did know that they're supposed to be making that movie that's supposed to like uh, that Dave Filoni is doing the movie that's going to be like, like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and like Boba Fett, uh, and basically all the modern TV shows to kind of wrap things up. Oh, yeah, yeah, as I knew about that, and I'm assuming that's what that is. Well, I don't know. This, the, I saw this yesterday, and it made it sound i i didn't read the whole thing i was Mm. kind of busy uh but um it made it sound like it was just going to be about mandalorian and uh grogu Grogu. i don't know because i know that i know that the big plan is to have that sort of that movie that ties them all together yeah Um, but uh but i mean like so there's some interesting stuff like it kind of in 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 the third season it kind of shows like with like the, the Katie O'Brien character, you see that, okay, she's clearly a, and she's infiltrating, uh, like, like she, she's a, a sleeper cell for the empire and like trying to work her way up in the new Republic to try to like get in. So where so she can do devious stuff. Um, and kind of you start to see like, okay, this is how the first order comes to power. Um, so I mean, like I said, it was it was good, but still, like I said like didn't really make the list. Um, that's why it's an honorable mention. Uh, last one I have for honorable mentions is uh, the Bad Batch season two. It's another Star Wars. Uh, have you watched any of the Bad Batch? No. Uh, it's actually not gotten around to it. It's but are you, you're familiar with what it is though, right? Yeah. Um, actually, kind of interesting. Uh, I, it's I, the one. It's the one where all the clones of uh, um, Michael Keaton, right? Oh yeah, that's, one uh, of yeah. one of them says uh, he he touched my. He, likes, he likes pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, I got a wallet. Anywho, um, Steve, uh, uh, hey Steve, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Steve, uh, I got a wallet. But no, uh, so yeah, they're basically. They're, it's squad. I think it's squad ninety nine is what they're called. And they're all like sort of like the defective clones, but each one of them like has certain attributes. 
Um, and the idea, it's it's kind of it's basically the whole idea of the Bad Batch is it's really kind of showing how the clones are getting phased out and being replaced by all these other people. You find you, it, it, I think, season one, they really show on you know that they really show the way that the the clone production is shut down and why it's shut down. And it sort of like it sort of answers a lot of questions like people will have about like, well, how come they don't have clones in New Hope or you know, how come this isn't this way in New Hope? And this is the whole point of this cartoon really fills in those gaps. And they introduced a villain in the uh, in the newest season called um, Doctor Hemlock, who is voiced by uh, uh, Jimmy Simpson. You know who that is, right? Uh, remind oil. He's the the tall blonde McDowell. Oh. Yeah, um, the main. Yeah, and he's really good. He's really good in that role because, like, it's this guy who's supposed to be sadistic. Like, he's experimenting on the clone, like, like the remaining clones. Like the the you know they they have a this little girl clone that the kind of the bad batch has adopted as one of their own, and they're trying to protect her. But she's like, she basically is sort of like the key to like making more clones, and that's kind of the big cliffhanger. Is he gets a whole like some something happens to where he has a hold of her now. And he's planning on doing all these experiments. So you're like, oh, God, what's a, it's like very, very Nazi esque kind of. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's worth a watch. Check it out. Um, really fills in, it, it, you can definitely tell it's, it's filling in the gaps between, say, uh, the last, or, you know, the, the last start, because it actually picks up, uh, you know, the, the, in season one, uh, it picks up, um, <clears throat> Right at right at Order sixty six. That's the thing where the clones get the order to kill all the Jedi's, and of course, yeah, because they're defective clones. Their chips or whatever it is that that with their implants didn't work, so they're not killing the Jedi's. Like, wait, what? They're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, why are people doing this? You know. So, anywho, but no, it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's on Disney Plus, um, and yeah, check check it out, won't you? Um, and now, so that, that's the end of my honorable mentions. So I guess we'll start with uh, number 10 on my list, uh, which is Monarch, which is the Godzilla show. Have you had a chance to check any of that out? No. Uh, you're aware, were you into any of the Godzilla or, or Kong or mm, Godzilla and I'm not Kong as, stuff? I'm not, you know, when I... when I watched it as a kid, it was like, oh, these yeah. are movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. But my cousin, I've got a cousin who was really into Godzilla as a kid. I don't know if he still is. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just never my thing. Yeah. You know, I was not into it. I, I didn't hate it or anything, yeah. but I wasn't like, oh, Godzilla. And to be fair, kind of the same way myself. Um, but the thing, the thing that is interesting about this show is it's more the human story. It's more sort of like, okay, how do we deal with these freaking monsters you know uh like when we're living in a world that has these what is it what do we have to do to kind of prepare ourselves for this or like you know and and um and dealing with the aftermath and it's interesting because they uh well first off this was something i didn't know going into it uh it's the showrunner for the show is matt fraction uh oh really yeah uh who um for those who don't know is primary primarily a comic book writer. He's had some uh, runs on Thor. Uh, I think was it, did he have any on? I think did he write for X Men? Yeah, yeah. And then 
also like Punisher. Um, he's had some good stuff. He's also had some. I think. Uh, do you remember when the X Men were like in space for a while? Uh-uh. Um, I think that was Matt Fraction's yeah. run. Um, but yeah, so he's the one that's he's the one that's doing the show running. Uh, and one of the one of the things that's really interesting about the casting is uh, both um, uh, Kurt. Uh, Russell and uh, Wyatt Russell are in it playing the same character years apart. And it's really interesting because like they both pretty much are carbon copies. Like the, the they got the mannerisms down, like they both sound and act a lot alike, you know, like father, like son. But there was something they did in one of the episodes. I can't remember which one where a lot of people thought it was CGI when in reality it was just old school filmmaking where they did like kind of like, like the dissolve where one of them is standing, looking at the camera, like, kind of like standing at an angle, like, like looking at an angle, and the camera kind of transitions. Like it, I think it starts out as Wyatt, and then it transitions uh-huh. into Kurt Russell. And everybody's like, oh, man, that was amazing, amazing CGI. And they're like, the, the people who created the show, like, we didn't use CGI. It's just those two look a lot alike <laughs> because they're they're genetic you know they're they're basically genetic copies yeah um half half at least yeah (laughs) one of them uh, you know goldie hans the other half oh oh oh. yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) living in this hubble It's an over, overboard reference for you kids who don't get it (laughs) but very subtle reference yeah uh, but no, I mean it's uh, like I said, uh, it's interesting, uh, interesting story. Uh, like I said, like I, I, I kind of dig the the human element of it. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to see monsters, and I mean they do show you monsters. Like you do, at least like every, I would say at least every episode has shows something with a monster. Um, Godzilla has showed up in it at least. I would say four times and they have got like one more episode to go and I'm sure he's going to play a much bigger role in it. Um, and yeah, it's just, like I said, it's, it's all about just sort of like humans dealing with the aftermath and like, like where the hell are these monsters coming from? Uh, but yeah, I recommend that. Like I said, that's number 10. Uh, it's number- all an allegory for rampant capitalism, right? Oh, uh, actually, well, the, actually more so than uh, uh, allegory for the environment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's a it's a simile of an allegory, yeah, of a uh, a metaphor, uh, um, a but, pastiche, yeah. Um, okay, what's this, number nine? Number nine, I put on there uh, Blue Beetle. Did you ever get to see that one? No, I haven't gotten around to it. That's another one that I went in with very low expectation and was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, well, and to be fair, the bar was very low from DC. Yeah. And, at that time and i really well and also it, it that that's a movie that really suffered same way another movie uh on my list another comic book movie on my list suffered which i think you can guess what that comic book movie is uh, <laughs> uh because it came out during the strike um so they could not really do a lot of publicity for it um and i think it would have done a lot better um and I, and I guess i don't think it did terrible at the box office but i mean the numbers were low but james gunn has even said he's like he had a lot of he has a lot of faith in the movie. He has a lot of faith in the character. So that's probably a character. And they did and they didn't really. I mean, they mentioned other. Well, and they need they need to branch out. Yeah, but like you can't just keep making Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman movies. Yeah, 
You and know, I mean, you got to branch out and yeah. get some other characters out there. And Blue Beetle really is sort of their Spider-Man. He really because it's basically this teen who suddenly gets this power, and he's kind of a fuck up. What you know, <laughs> using it like he hasn't really figured it out yet. Um, but uh, it was it was interesting because it, I saw a lot of uh, similarities between that and Ms. Marvel, the show, because the whole idea of like, oh, his family is a big part of who he is because you know he's supposed to be uh latino and uh and you know in you know the, so they have like the you know the relationship of a young man and his latino family multi-generational yeah, multi-generational similar to the way they did with ms marvel with her uh pakistani family um and how they inevitably are you know you think oh god they're a liability but they end up being his strength you know um and um Susan Sarandon played a really good unredeemable villain in it. Um, Cause like, she's one of, like, it's one of those things like, where she's clearly racist. Um, like, like they've made, like she keeps like, she doesn't bother to learn any of like the, the, uh, the other, like there's like a Mexican scientist played by, Oh God, what's his, uh, he's in what we do in the shadows. Um, the, the movie or the show, the show kind of like the heavy set, uh, oh, Harvey Guillen. Yeah, Harvey Guillen's like, he plays a scientist and she keeps he calling him Guillermo. He keep she keeps calling him the wrong name, like some other Mexican name or Spanish name. Well, you name. know what's funny? On the show they do that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always call him Gizmo or yeah. or uh something else, but it's, you know, his name's Guillermo. Like racism, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but but no, I mean <laughs> So she plays like a very a good like unredeemable character, and you know it's it's an, and then um, the kid who plays him is the guy who plays Miguel in um, uh, the Cobra Kai. What's his name here? Cobra Kai. Be about spelled Beetle like the Beatles. Um, <laughs> uh, what is his name? Uh, oh. X O L O. How would you say that? Cholo? I don't know. <laughs> but anyhow, Miguel. So Miguel from At the Risk of Butchering His Name, I will not. I'll just say the actor who plays Miguel. Well, uh, just talk. Okay. Uh, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, I don't really know how to. I don't really know what more there is to say, but. Well, okay. um, but yeah, no, I mean, he was really good, uh, you know, considering like... It's like Zolo. Zolo? Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, I mean, he was good at, considering like he pretty much had to kind of carry the movie um, and, uh, you know, really his only his only big role was uh, in Cobra Kai. Uh, George Lopez is in it, uh, kind of playing George Lopez. Uh, <laughs> but there is a line he has like where he basically says, uh, oh, oh, God, what was it? He like when they talk about Batman, he says, "Oh, Batman, he's a that guy's a criminal or something like that, or basically, or or, or, or he's a tyrant or something like that." I can't remember like the word he uses, but basically just talking about like, "Yeah, he doesn't just beat up on minorities." <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a fun movie. Um, I have a feeling we'll probably, I mean, because of you know the box office, it's probably not. We're probably not going to get an, a Blue Beetle sequel, but like when we get to the point of justice league or he might show up in, I would be surprised considering all the people that are apparently showing up in the Superman legacy movie. Uh, Cause you know, you've got um, 
Metamorpho and Mr. Terrific and all these other characters, I would not be surprised if, oh, hey, Blue Beetle just shows up randomly. Um, Yeah, and, you know, what would be better if they just keep making these big blockbuster movies or if they make, like, a couple TV shows that just keep going but they can constantly cycle uh, characters in and out? Well, they kind of already did that with the CW. And that's coming to well, an Yeah, but, you know, nobody watches the CW except for 11-year-olds who think they're yeah. going to get to see But, I mean, like, and to be fair, like, the those things ran for, like... And they never do. I mean, like, what? I'm trying to think, like, how long that, like, the Arrowverse... Oh, uh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. on for a long time, and a lot of people yeah. like it. I, I yeah. never watched it, though, which means yeah. nobody else watched it. Oh, yes, of course. But I'm saying, like, they've already done the TV route. I think they're probably... I mean, they might do, uh, like, HBO Max shows or stuff, but... I mean, I think the it looks like the I'm just I'm just talking making, in general because yeah. it seems like you know, TV shows are a lot cheaper to make. Yeah, than these movies, which I, I'm just saying, which would sustain the in- industry more. Yeah. However, like I said, I think the movie, like I said, I think a big a big thing with like why people, oh, these super movie, these superhero movies failed. They didn't fail. It's just they could not promote well, them. No, yeah. nobody goes to see movies anymore. Yeah. They well, wait. Yeah. The, You've got to start thinking of it differently because people yeah. wait until it comes out on streaming. Yeah, well, and, I mean, or if and it's something like they don't want to shell like, out. Was just say if, if it's something like Barbie, or you know, like or if it's like an event, like like how Barbie and Oppenheimer was this sort of phenomenon. They'll go, they'll go to that. It's like, but the thing was, they could still promote those, like or at least they could promote Barbie. I think in the actually, I think in the middle of the premiere of Oppenheimer, that's when the SAG strike happened and they had to stop. So. All right, so what's number eight? All right, uh, let's see here. Number eight is okay. So number eight is uh, Agent Elvis. Did you watch that? Uh, no. So that one, it was on Netflix. You'll find I haven't seen a lot, a lot of, of these, <laughs> and I'll explain why in my list. Yeah. Um. But uh. But Agent Elvis, I put down as eight <clears throat> because uh, like which I had it was it was a fun it was a good it was another one that was a good time uh. Uh, Elvis in it is voiced by Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's got a lot of, uh, I think Ego Nuotum is in it. Um, <clears throat> Priscilla Presley Ego plays Priscilla Nuotum. Presley. And, um, and it was actually produced by Priscilla and um, Lisa Marie. That was like one of the last things that she, she did before, like that she was involved with before she died. Um, and it's this sort of like alternate history of what if uh, uh, Elvis was actually a secret agent. And it's done by uh, Titmouse Animation. They're the guys that did um, uh, or that do uh, Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers, um, mm-hmm. and it's similar animation. Um, and it, I guess that it's, it's it's got a pretty amazing cast. Um, trying to think, I think Johnny Knoxville is in it. Let me go back here and look at Agent Elvis. Hey, why are you not giving me a typewriter? There we go. A G E N T. Elvis, Agent Elvis, but yeah, McConaughey is Elvis. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, that um, uh, Caitlin Olson is uh, plays a character called CC Ryder, uh, who's like who's supposed to be a um, uh, like a secret agent, kind of like a Black Widow type secret agent. Uh, Johnny Knoxville plays his right hand <laughs> man. Uh, oh, Don Cheadle plays sort of like the CIA commander. Um, Jason Sudeikis is Howard Hughes. Like, so yeah, it's got a 
not Jason Sudeikis, Jason Manzukis, excuse me. <laughs> um, and uh, they're like Ed Helms, Chris Elliott, Christina Hendricks. They're all people in it. Um, and it's really, like I said, it's, it's funny. It's just like kind of like, like kind of like that twisted animation, like, adult, like almost like adult swim style humor. Um, yeah. And just like, you know, the idea of, as, as I said, the idea of like, what if Elvis was actually uh, a secret agent? Like there's this whole backstory of how they experimented him on him whenever he was in Korea as like part of some like government secret. <laughs> Like essentially making him a super soldier, um, and yeah, it's like it's fun. Another one, like I said, worth checking out. Uh, go to number seven. Uh, number seven was like you know, as I mentioned before, uh, the uh, documentary series called Arnold, uh, and it's about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, first one, <clears throat> like it basically kind of goes through his life, like the different different uh, pursuits he had. Like I think there's a section where it talks about like his bodybuilding career, another one where it talks about his movie career, then another one talks about his political career. And the third one is kind of the third episode is kind of scathing because that's when he kind of confronts all the I cheated on my family. And he and he and to be fair, he takes full responsibility for it. He says, I'm the one that broke my family up. You know, it's not yeah. like he's like trying to say, Oh, you know, uh, this happened and this happened. He's like, No, I did it. It's my fault, and it sounds like you know from the from the sound of things, it sounds like he's still on good terms with his former wife and with a lot of like you know with, and with his family. Um, but uh, but it was interesting to me to find out that <clears throat> he actually like start like you know after he did bodybuilding, uh, you know his bodybuilding mentor Joe Weeder had kind of told him like, hey, if you really want to make money, you got to invest in real estate. And so like he basically he was a millionaire before he even became a movie star like he because he was a, like well you know he was and yeah. did, did he talk about any of his his stuff even before he even came to america yeah. like all the stuff he did in austria yeah where because well, originally he was supposed to be in the army um uh, he was like a contractor yeah like a construction contractor or something like that yeah and, well, he had all this business acumen already. Yeah, and he and how he'd actually like he went, uh, you know, he did he did go to school. Like he actually went and he had like uh, I think he essentially did night school, and and has like a degree. I think it was a he has like a business degree or he has something. I forget specifically, but no, the the guy the guy knows how uh, to run a business <laughs> and like and understands like he like you know he walks into the room. He's probably one of the smartest people in the room. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but everybody always thinks of him as I'm just this big dumb animal. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh but no, it was interesting and, and it also kind of they talk about I think they talk about the um the which is it's kind of funny but also kind of screwed up about how he the rivalry he and Stallone had and they actually talk about the thing where he pranked him into doing yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, because because like, he knew that he like, he read uh, uh, stop from my mom will shoot and he's like this is a terrible script but he, but I know Stallone but you know like you know Stallone's wanting to get into comedy he's like tell them I'm interested in this <laughs> like basically his agent told my like basically the agents told him like oh yeah he's he's interested which he had no intent so yeah Stallone's <laughs> agent then says hey if you don't take it Arnold's gonna get it and so he lobby Whoa, hard and then Arnold's just like oh good luck <laughs> and then it's a, it's a massive <laughs> bomb 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I said, it shows like the three the like three facets of his life that are the most interesting, and they're both. I think each episode, I want to say, is at least an hour long. So it's it's a good watch. Um, so number six, um, and actually might stop here, and I'm uh, just because we're running low on time. Uh, and I can do the last five on the next episode. Um, but uh, <clears throat> number six, uh, of course, this is one that you and I both, I know you saw this one. Um, uh, this, it was The Marvels, um, which another one that, like I said, it got, it unfortunately got a bad rap because, well, for two reasons, well, many reasons, but the two biggest ones. One, as I said, it was released during, um, uh, the strike, both writers and uh, and SAG, and two, for some reason, there are a lot of toxic fans who just can't you get know, over the toxic fact. masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> a woman could be in a, a woman can be a superhero and have her own movie. Well, it's too woke, Jeremiah. Yeah. No, we no, found I mean, this word and now it's yeah. replaced the way we used to talk about. Po- um, uh, political correctness yeah. and now we've replaced it with woke even though we have no clue what woke actually means because yeah it's better to be asleep i guess uh, <laughs> but, um but but no the uh, like, like i said i mean was it my favorite marvel movie no because if it had i would have ranked it a lot higher but still i enjoyed it i had a good time watching it i you know yeah. i i yeah. thought that uh, you know, Brie Larson uh, was great in it. Um, I'm trying to think of the other actresses' names. Um, uh, Iman Vellani. And uh, what was the, and who's the lady who played uh, Monica Rambeau? Uh, some lady. <laughs> oh, some some lady, huh? Yeah, she's related to a guy incognito. You know, oh, <laughs> or some Gaevich. Yeah. Um, I am some Gaevich. Um, uh, I think Tiana Paris, I guess is how you say her name. Yeah, that um, sounds right. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was you know, it was fun. Uh, I had a good time once again, had a good time watching it. I thought that you know, it was well, also the fact that it was a tight, you know, kind of like 90 minutes almost, it was like an hour 45, which you know, most most comic book movies are at least two and a half hours, so it's like, oh, this was you know this was it was a breath of fresh air and shows that hey you can do it in you know in half the time yeah um and and of course you got uh set you know you ended up with uh, a couple good uh uh in credit scenes because one you're finally they finally introduce uh beast and he look and you know it was voiced by kelsey Grammer and it looks like the classic '90s style yeah. animation beast. Exactly, uh, and then the not second... the weird-looking gorilla weirdo Kelsey Grammer face yeah. beast <laughs> from from uh, X Men: Last Stand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the then like the other end credit scene, you see Kate Bishop meeting uh, Ms. Marvel, which is implying that okay, we're setting up, we're finally setting up. Young uh, Avengers. Avengers, which they've been hinting and hinting and hinting at. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be a movie or a show. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I, I really, and I thought that it got a bad rap. I think, you know, and I, on, I, what I love too is I remember talking to somebody about it 
and they're like, oh man, it's just think about how long Marvel has been around, and they could have done a different story. They don't, why are they wasting their time on this story? Because you know they've got so many other stories. And I'm like, oh, so you saw it? Well, no, I didn't see it, but I'm like, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. it's like seriously, it's nothing pisses me off more than when people have an opinion on something that they haven't even seen. Because I'm sorry. Yeah, to quote well, well and, and 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 also when they talk about stuff like they know the backstory of the character and they're only talking about the movies yeah. and they're like dude never happened and it's like yeah. uh, dude that literally happened in the comics yeah well then and, and I said the wrong name I said, to, quote, to quote Harlan Ellison you're not entitled to your opinion you're entitled to your informed opinion <laughs> you know yeah. and there are far too many people who feel that they're entitled to just their opinion. And that just, that irritates me. It's just, come on, like do some fucking research or at least if you're going to talk shit about something, watch it. You know, yeah. I eat. Well, I, and that's, that's the evils of social media. Yeah. Jeremiah. I know, but it's like, you know, I, I hated uh, Gotham, but you know what, Caleb, I watched every single episode. <laughs> I know you love to tell people that. That's right. <laughs> it's, I sure do. You know, you know what that just makes me think of you as a hate watcher. Well, just a crazy bad lesbian. Oh, well, Caleb, I'm bad now. I'm gonna be <laughs> bad, bad now. <laughs> Are you looking at the camera and smi- smiling, smiling, <laughs> I'm a bad lesbian. I'm so I mean, crazy. I'm, I'm so crazy. I'm gonna kiss a girl, <laughs> Caleb. I probably would be. I don't know what I'm doing down there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm bad. I'm, I'm bad. bad. I'm a crazy bad <laughs> lesbian. Uh, but um, yeah, so I know we're we're kind of we're we're getting close to time here. So uh, I can save uh, five through one uh, for the next time if we want. Well, um, should we mention? Because uh, I know there were there were a few, and I don't even know if we got how many we got in last time. Well, we got some. Um, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that we have not talked about. Yeah. So uh, there was Matthew Perry. Yeah. Which I think came as a big surprise to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, no, I guess it's just a lot of, I think it's kind of been some of the term that just, he had a weak, you know, because he had a weak heart because of, you know, he, he lived, I mean, if you know anything about Matthew Perry during the, the sort of heyday of friends, he lived pretty damn hard, um, heroin, alcohol and whatnot. Uh, and yeah. And, and lo- unlike everybody else, he was never comfortable yeah on that show or in that limelight yeah so and he had a lot of demons well, to chase yeah and i guess like because i think they were talking about how more than likely what had happened was because he was in the hot t- he was found in his hot tub that he more than likely had a cardiac episode in his hot tub which then he which caused him to basically either pass out or siege and then he drowned in his hot, when that caused him to drown in his hot tub. Uh, it had been pointed out to me by someone that thing is when you're in a hot tub, you know, like 
you, you know, like one, it raises your heart rate. Uh, you don't sweat because you're in the, you know, you're in the hot tub and that more than likely is what, you know, what caused it. Uh, and yeah, it's tragic too, because like, as I said, like, you know, he was a dude, he was a guy who had sort of, he was, you know, he, 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 he'd lived through, he'd lived through like the bad part of his life and was kind of now living, living the second part, you know, and, and, you know, had, had conquered his demons only for them to basically come back and say, Hey bud, remember what, well, you know, remember all the good times you had before? Well, you know, it's time and it's, it sucks. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I always loved, uh, God, but, well, uh, whole nine yards was always a classic of his that I loved. I remember actually seeing that in the theater. Um, yeah. And then, uh, did we see that together? No, no. Cause this was, this was before I even knew you. This was when I was still in high school. That was in high school. Yeah. I couldn't remember when that came out. Yeah. Cause I remember this was right as I, right after I auditioned, uh, for Quartz Mountain, didn't get in. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the one, well, I think you can, it was three of us. Uh, one of us is no longer with us and the other one, uh, who did get in, I think you probably know who he is. Whatever. Whatever. Um, whatever. Oh, and he let us know that he got in. Um, let me how. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, another one I always enjoyed, and it's one of those movies that if it comes on TV, I'll watch it. Uh, Fools Rush In. I think a big part of it is just because, oh, Salma Hayek's in her. Oh, just, I mean, not that she's not good now because she's still oh, top notch, but, oh, man. And Fools Rush In, she was so hot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna let that sit there. Yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking of Salma Hayek and fools <laughs> rush in. Yeah, uh, but anywho, um, well, somebody, uh, someone else who, uh, let's see here, I kind of want, I've been wanting to make the joke for a long time, <laughs> make a joke at someone who's dead, but yeah. uh, but uh, uh, Joss Acklin. Uh, passed away uh, a few weeks ago. Me, uh, come on, you copy. Months ago, was it months? I thought it was a few weeks. <laughs> We've been sitting on these for about two or well, three months. Oh no, I just I have my list here. You yeah, the name that I just that's here. G O S S. There we go. Joss Acklin. He died. Uh, okay, it was November. So yeah, he died November nineteenth uh, 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 of, of last year. 95 years old. Um, he uh, apparently, I mean, I'm assuming doesn't say, but I mean, he, he died because he was 95. Uh, he's probably most, I mean, he, the guy had a, a huge filmography list. Like, let me look at his um, acting. Yeah. Over uh, 206 uh, title, over 206 uh, acting roles. Um, and his career started back in, I want to say probably the 50s or the 40s, back in 49. So he'd been acting in movies since 1949. Uh, you know, he's been in stuff like Hunt for Red October, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, uh, God, what else? Uh, uh, trying to think of just stuff because I don't want to blow, I don't, I'm, I'm burying the lead on this one. I'm legit trying to, but, uh, a kid and King. Um, oh, he was in K nineteen Widowmaker. Uh, he was in a like he, he was in countless stuff. But the thing that yeah. probably people most remember him for is being the villain in Lethal Weapon two, who 
after shoot after shooting Mel Gibson goes diplomatic community, and then Danny Glover, of course, shoots him and then goes has just been revoked. So I was like, you know, I, no matter like that's the role that dude's going to be remembered for forever you know yeah. <laughs> like... yeah especially if you listen to uh hollywood babylon a lot because mm-hmm. kevin smith is always saying that diplomatic immunity <laughs> um yeah he's english but play weirdly enough like would play like he you know he was he was an english actor but would play russians and like eastern europeans a lot i think just because of he had that kind of look about him um but uh but yeah no uh a uh, talented actor, been around a long time. I think started in theater. Um, yeah, you definitely, definitely, I could see that dude, dude doing Shakespeare. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, he will be missed. R.I.P. Uh, Josh, Josh Acklin. Um, let's see what we got. First, let me get that one off my list. Uh, we talked about Shane McGovern, right? Or McGow- or McGowan. The because uh, from the Pogues, I'm pretty much we, we talked, yeah, about. yeah, we did. Okay, um, uh, there was Ryan O'Neill. Okay, yeah, you don't spend a long time on him, you know, yeah, <laughs> not a Ryan O'Neill fan. Five bucks, he still ows me five, five bucks. bucks. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I mean, he, you have to understand, Ryan O'Neill, uh, there was a time in like the 60s and 70s, like probably late 60s to maybe even like the early 80s where that dude was riding high um i mean he nearly uh the studio wanted him uh let's see r-y uh the studio uh, wanted him to play um uh i forget whichever whichever studio had rocky at the time wanted him to play the the role of rocky um and um and yeah but you know stallone was very protective of protective of it so it didn't happen but uh but yeah he uh ryan o'neill passed away on the 8th of december uh he's 82 uh says something here what was it um congestive heart failure um and uh yeah you know he's in uh love story paper moon um what's up doc uh and uh and yeah he said he was this sort of you know he was sort of like the guy you know he was like the the sort of like the the brad pitt of his day i guess <laughs> um and, and um treat williams of his day yeah and treat williams also passed away so yeah but we talked about oh, him, him a long yeah. time. um but uh but yeah he uh he was father of tatum o'neill the two of them were in um paper moon together uh also, you know, he had a son that had some controversial stuff, um, <laughs> which you can look up. Um, but yeah, it was uh, in a long, rela- like off again, on again relationship with, um, uh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Curls, uh, Farrah Fawcett. Uh, and actually before, you know, before the end of both of their lives, uh, they ended up hooking back up together. So it's kind of, kind of romantic, I guess. Shacking up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had, they'd had a kid. They sort of kind of like, it was sort of like they were, Oh, they were like the Ben and JLo of their day. <laughs> like oh, how yeah. They were together. Then they broke up. Then years later, they sort of re they rekindled and became, got back together. So, yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah, I think he was also in uh, Bridge Too Far. Again, of course, that had everybody in it, but but yeah, um, he was one. Of, like I said, he was one of those guys that man. Oh, and he played in Bones. He played Bones's father. So that was, it was actually the last uh, last role he actually had in film or TV. Um, really, only sixty five. Uh, only like only had sixty five acting roles though, which is weird hmm. because of how. I feel like he was in way more than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's just it's just because he was in such high, like he was in a lot of high profile stuff, and like is in like the in the sixties and seventies, so, or or like the or excuse me, the actually when did when was that? Let's see here. Uh, yeah, so like his his kind of like his big role started happening late six, yeah, as I said, late sixties, and probably through uh, the eighties, like probably like mid eighties. So yeah um i just i think he just picked you know he picked a lot of projects that were high profile and that's that's uh how he did it <laughs> that's how right. he did it. Well. so r.i.p uh ryan o'neill um who else we got here well there was tom wilkerson i don't have him you didn't have tom wilkerson <laughs> yeah let me let me look up <clears throat> who is this tom wilkerson it's a t-o-h-m or t-o-m just T O M T O M W I Oh Tom Wilkins. I thought you said Wilkerson. No, you're just bad connection. <laughs> Tom is I think you're drunk. Tom Wilkerson. <laughs> uh yes, Tom Wilkinson. He actually died not too long ago. Uh on the 30th, uh 75 years old. God, I thought he would he looked way older. Um but no, he was in movies like um uh, Michael Clayton, the Full Monty, uh, the uh, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, um, uh, uh, Rock and Roll. Well, didn't, didn't they make a Didn't they make a sequel to Full Monty? Uh, Half Chub. Uh, well, uh, Half Chub. No, there actually is a sequel to Full Monty. It's <laughs> yeah, I know. Or wait, oh, no, actually, it was a miniseries sequel. So, yeah, and it was just called Full Monty. Um, <laughs> but not half not half chub no no not half mass uh and then also i think the thing that a lot of people if you're a comic book fan you'd probably know him from is he played carmine falcone in um uh batman yeah you know where are the drugs going uh but yeah no he's a very accomplished actor been in a lot of oh and uh in the patriot he plays cornwallis um so far undisclosed of how he died um but uh i remember also there was a let me see if i can find it here there was uh a movie he did where he or i think it was either a made for tv movie or or a um or it was a mini series where he oh and i forgot he's the i'm scanning through here he's the doctor in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, the guy who creates the process, the, mm-hmm. the memory wipe process. Yeah. Um, is, it, this, is it normal? Is it this one? Yeah. Let's skip to the end. Oh yeah. Here we go. So it was a, uh, back in 2003, there was a TV movie he did um, called normal in which he plays a character who, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fought like a Midwestern husband and father who decides he wants to have a sex change and this was kind of and i think he was actually nominated for a golden globe and an enemy i think because you know this is 2003 like now people transitioning 
is not as big a deal, but back then it was a huge deal. You know, it's like, oh yeah, my god. This was before this was before Jeffrey Tambor yeah. decided to do Yeah, this yeah, this actually yeah, this is before Transparent and Transparent was more of a comedy. This is kind of a, more of a drama. Um yeah. but yeah, uh and I remember it being kind of a like this movie kind of like turning a few heads and uh and yeah, it actually won uh the Emmy for uh outstanding makeup in a mini series. Um let's see here. What was it? Uh, um Jessica Lang was nominated, I believe, and he was nominated for actor. Um and yeah, no, it's so it's so I always thought that one was kind of interesting because it never really got the credit it you know it never really kind of got the credit it deserves for because you know now it's not such a like like as I said transitioning is not like the big like that it was uh well tell that to people in the south i know well that's why i live north (laughs) people are more sane here people Um, in the south are just now realizing it's a thing but but, but they're gonna get they're just gonna do that so they can get into our restrooms and so the men can go into women's restrooms (laughs) yep that's the whole goal yeah, see a woman take a shit. <laughs> I'm so turned Sexy. on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, so yeah, but anyway, he's a very accomplished actor. Um, so R.I.P. Tom Wilkinson. Um, did we talk about Norman Lear? Not yet. Okay, so that Norm- was the one I was going to mention. All right, so Norman Lear. Uh, so. Th- uh, I will say this was no surprise. Uh, this man was 101 years old. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, I think he probably was just kind of like, "All right, I'm here for as long as you guys need me." I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Norman Lear, who yeah, he was uh, passed away on the 5th of December. Uh, he was 101 years old. Um, and uh, you know, had was probably most famous for being the showrunner and creator of um, such shows like, like All in the Family, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Maud, um, Different Strokes, um, trying to the Jeffersons, Jeffersons yeah. Um, and you know, he'd also produced uh, you know, movies like Fried Green Tomatoes, um, and uh, oh god, where is it? Let me. And bring up his filmography here producer uh let's start let's start at the beginning um oh sam uh, sanford and son he also did good times uh basically everything anything in, in like the, anything that came out in the 70s it was either him or yeah. gary marshall you know <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> um but yeah, and he even was still fairly active till the end. Like he would do the, there were those things that uh, he and Jimmy Kimmel would do, which was like, yeah, the live shows. Yeah, where basically they they took old classic episodes from like uh, uh, different strokes or oh, Facts of Life was another one of his, uh, or you know, uh, like uh, different strokes, Facts of Life, All in the Family, um, and uh, Jefferson's, and they recast them with. You know, modern day celebrities. I know, like Will Ferrell is in the Jeffersons one. Uh, Woody Harrelson was Archie Bunker, and Jamie Foxx was George Jefferson. Um, and um, what? And they were live. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were aired. Yeah, they were done live in front of us. Like, like, well, they actually 
aired live or were they done just live in front of a studio audience? Um, yeah, I think, well, I don't think they were live live, but no, they were. They, were, they aired okay. them live. Yeah. Um, but then, either way, even if they recorded it, they didn't edit it. Yeah. They just filmed it. I still love but the, I think uh, they were live. I love the fact that Kevin Hart played uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah. Arnold. Yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> He's so tiny. Uh, yeah, he's, so, he's such a <laughs> tiny man. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Norman Lear, like I said, he was a he was a freaking legend um, in the in the film and TV, or, or more so the TV industry. Um, and as I said, the guy the guy was active, like still producing shows up until twenty twenty three. So yeah. God, it's like I you know if I if I live that long, I hope I, my mind. Is still is still sharp enough to where I can still be making stuff and producing stuff of value, um, but yeah. Uh, so Norman Lear, R.I.P. I mean, uh, who did in the heat of the night? Uh, well, that was because that was an adaption of a movie. So let me see. Because uh, you remember that was the it was you know the, the Sydney Poitier movie. That's yeah. Uh, but I don't think he did that. Uh, it's probably the guy who did Hill Street Blues. Let me see here. Okay. Um, it, well, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Later. Yeah. But I don't think, because Norman Lear was primarily comedy and stuff. Right. And TV. Yeah. Well, TV and, well Heat of the Night. Well, I mean, there was the Heat of the Night TV show. But yeah. yeah but um, so it me, didn't come out first. Yeah. Let me get him off my list here. Okay. Yeah. So who, um, do you have any others? I've got, uh, there was Andre Brower. Yeah, that one, because uh, that was actually the next one that was on here. Uh, that one was really tragic and sudden. Yeah, that was kind of sudden, too. Even, yeah, and even, he even said, like, he, he goes, oh, he died of a brief illness. And it's like, God, it must have been really brief. Um, yeah. But, uh, but no, he, uh, you know, he was a guy who, very, I don't even say, like, I'd call him a very versatile actor because he could do he did a lot of drama but he also like probably one of his last brooklyn nine nine yeah, i was gonna say one of his last roles was With, a comedy you know yeah. um, and did you watch did you ever watch any of that no I, I never i never actually got it it was you know as much as we don't like andy sandberg yeah just because of that era of saturday night live was not necessarily the greatest era yeah but um on that show like it, it worked. Yeah, you know. And I have, and like, especially, I have, uh, I have like blue or, or someone gave me like the Blu-ray or DVD of season one. Yeah, and I just have not watched. Like, you got to watch this show. I just, I've just been apprehensive about watching. It. Well, it's it's good. I mm. I enjoyed uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. It really yeah. picks up after the Halloween episode. Yeah. Every season they did a Halloween episode where they try to like high out heist each other. Yeah, and it becomes this thing that like grows and grows every year, you know, kind of yeah. like. Uh, but um, but yeah, on that show he was great. He, you know, he yeah. played the straight, very straight laced. What are you talking about? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. So like, whenever you know, he no nonsense guy, yeah, yeah. But his so his jokes like just come blasting through the door because you know the straight man persona, yeah. And and the way he delivers them are so great. Yeah. Even though they're not, it's not funny, but it's funny, you know. Yeah. Well, the movie I always remember him from. I mean, it was the first thing I think I ever saw him in was Glory. Right. Which I had forgotten that was him yeah, until cause... we watched Glory uh, the other day, and I was like, Oh my god, yeah. that's because I just I just young. I remember like the reason why it's Andre in my head is because 
you know, he, that was the first thing I ever really noticed him in. And, uh, and yeah, he, cause he basically plays like the house servant and then he's at odds with, um, uh, Denzel, Denzel. Washington's character who was like the field servant. And he basically yeah. calls him a house mm, <laughs> word. I'm not going to use. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and no, and like, and it's, that's that great moment too in that movie where, you know, cause the whole time, Denzel Washington's been giving him shit and, and like, kind of giving him a hard time. And then there's that thing when they're in battle and there's the guy that's about to kill Denzel Washington. And who is it that saves Denzel Washington? It's him. You know? Yeah. It's like, and he looks up, he's like, Oh, well, thanks. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, which is the great payoff too, because, and there's that whole thing too, of like how I love the scene with him whenever, you know, uh, cause, um, Matthew Broderick kind of plays his friend, the guy who he's who he was the uh, he was a servant for his family or whatever, and yeah. um, and you know there's the thing like where he gets knocked down, you know the, the drill sergeant knocks him down, and um, and then uh, Denzel Washington says he's like come on, and, you know it's the Scottish show, so he's like come on boy get up, and and Denzel Washington says mm, forgot to duck is all you know, and then then Matt you know Matthew Broderick is like sergeant deal with that man and course you know he thinks he's helping him and the sergeant comes over he's like permission to speak clearly or freely sir he goes uh granted he goes like when you do here he's your friend isn't he he's like yeah he goes when you do that you're not helping him yeah you're not doing him any favors yeah you're not doing him any favors and then so he has that moment where he's just like uh you know after he gets up he's like uh can i talk to you and he goes enlisted men have to speak ask for permission to speak and then that's when he realizes okay this is different now you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah and you see it in that like you know in in andrew that andrew andre brower's acting uh does not and the dude well then like i said like he was in um uh the mist too which i really loved his character in that because he was the the skeptic guy who inevitably gets killed because he's a skeptic um, I don't know if you ever saw that one. Um, was that the one with uh, Thomas Jane? Um, it's the, it's the yeah, Stephen Thomas King Jane. novella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. No, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, City. I forgot he's in City of Angels. He's the the kind of the mentor to Nicolas Cage's character. Um, God, what else? Uh, well, in Homicide, Life on the Street, he played. Um, uh, what was the character? Well, he also it also he showed up in. Um, law and order because those tv shows were uh uh, uh connected um and mm. uh god what else was he in oh apparently he i didn't realize this he voiced uh dark side in uh superman or superman batman apocalypse so it's interesting oh yeah um but yeah no guy guy had a lot of oh uh had a lot of uh let's see here a lot of roles only this is another thing too like we're but I think he he did a lot of like stage stuff too because I'm looking at his I'm looking at his film filmography and it says only 65 acting roles. It's another guy where it, it's like only I feel like he did more. Like, I feel like I saw him in more stuff, but you know, it's just because he I guess he did quality work. So yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Is there anybody else? There was one more. Well, I have. I actually have two that. I think uh, so. Uh, uh, what, what was the one you were going to say? Tom Smothers. 
Tom's. Oh God, I forgot to add him. Uh, so yes, Tom Smothers. I guess we can save uh, Glennis Johns and Cindy Morgan for the next one, unless we want to talk about them too. Um, let's go. Let's get with Tom. Let's uh, go with. We're yeah. Let's go with Tom Smothers. We'll worry about the other people later. Yeah. So Tom Smothers um, of the Smothers brothers, uh, who, if you don't know, they were actually a huge part in the '60s for music. And kind of like the counterculture, well, like the holdover of like the vaudeville comedian yeah. scene, like the straight man and the comedian. Yeah. Um, laugh in, didn't they do laugh in a lot? Uh, I can't remember if they were actually on laugh. I don't think they had their own show. It was the Smothers. Brothers. Well, yeah, they had their own yeah. show, but I thought maybe I don't recall. I, I mean, I, I cannot made appearances on the sm- on on, on laugh I cannot confirm or deny. Um, looking through, uh, just. Uh, let's see your uh, filmography. Come on. Um, let's see. It'd probably be Self if he was on Laugh-In. Uh, uh, Cro- well, I guess they were on the Bing Crosby show. They were on Steve Allen a lot. And on the, they, well, yeah. the Tonight Show, Yeah, they would show up on that stuff. Um, but uh, Letterman, but they, got, they would show up on Letterman a yeah. lot. Uh, but you know, eventually they had their in the in the 60s they had their own show, and the reason like, it was a very it was kind of a, it was a variety show, and the reason why it was so important was mainly because, like I said, it was a big part of the counterculture because, you know, uh, Ed Sullivan wouldn't play certain acts because or like he'd get or he would try to he tried to censor them, you know, because yeah. like the whole famously like, the thing with Elvis, I think was he was the one that uh, filmed him from the waist up. So they would yeah. tips moving uh, with Jim Morrison. Ed Sullivan said, you got to, uh, he was saying, come on, baby, light my fire. He's like, you got to ch- get rid of the line higher. Cause that implied, you know, marijuana use. Um, and, uh, and Smothers brothers basically would have these guys on and they'd be like, no, do, do your act, be yourself. And famously yeah. there's the, there's the, the uh, thing with uh, the who, where they had them on there and uh, Keith Moon put, I think, explosives in his drum kit because it was like it was just supposed to be like a boom or whatever, not not like a really bad one. But I guess he overloaded it and Pete Townsend standing in front of like the big the what's the big drum called? The bass drum. Bass drum. Yeah, the bass drum, and that's what blew up. And you see Pete Townsend's ears start to bleed because <laughs> he gets <laughs> hit with the explosives, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, they like they, that's they when they wrote rough boys. Oh yeah. They encouraged <laughs> um uh the acts to be themselves on the show. Um and you know, like they um uh they you know they would have like they had like kind of sardonic humor when they would do their vaudeville act. Um a joke was... actually that I thought was funny that he that he was on I'm trying to think what show there was a show that they were both on that both he and his brother were on recently and uh, but it was Tom that said the joke. Uh, and the fact that he died, I thought this was kind of funny. And I feel it's appropriate too, because he goes, you know, my, uh, you know, I, I just hope I, I hope I die like my dad. Uh, you know, he, he died peacefully in his sleep. The other people in the car, not so much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so you know, and he said, I guess he made that joke fairly recently because it was, I'm trying to remember what show he was on where he did that, but yeah, but I can't for the life of me, but, but no, I mean, I said he was a very, 
very important to like the idea of music, comedy, and just the idea of variety shows in general. Uh, you know, a very important figure. Kind of had a like when when he would be on other shows, he kind of did the Bob Newhart thing where he would just play himself. Like he didn't yeah. really like he was never real, and they, and they both kind of, like he and his brother were both kind of like that because even in I'm trying to think of his brother. Is it Bob? Is that his brother or is it Tom um, Bob? No. Um... Uh, God, they said it the other day because you know he's. Oh, here because uh, he's the one that announced it. Yeah, uh, Tom and uh, Dick. There we go. Yeah, Dick Smothers. Yeah. Only if there was a Harry, um, but uh, but yeah, but when like even like with Dick Smothers, whenever he's in Casino as the senator, he's just very much. I'm I'm I'm, I'm still Dick Smothers, you know. <laughs> uh, and same thing with Tom. Like he was very much. Oh, I'm I'm Tom. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, 86 years old. Uh, he died on the 26th of last month of I'm assuming. Uh, oh wow, cancer. So that's oddly enough. He probably. I mean, I'm thinking now when he made that joke, he probably knew. So yeah, <laughs> kind of like Norm Macdonald. You know, made a lot of cancer jokes. You know, before we knew and he did. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, should we end it there, or do we want to keep going? Uh, well, we're we're over time. Okay, all right. Well, I guess that wraps everything up. That's all right. Cool. Well, um, hopefully, uh, like so, we can get through my. We can get through the last of my top ten uh, of two th- of twenty twenty three, uh, and this should give you time, Caleb, to come up with your top ten. Of 2023, uh, I ain't got no top ten. I ain't heard of no top ten. <laughs> That's funny. I ain't never heard no mayor before. <laughs> Anywho, uh, but yeah, uh, for those of you listening, uh, once again, thank you. Uh, have a happy new year, uh, and uh, remember, if you like what it is that we do here, please. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> What the hell is the matter with you, child? Nested. <laughs> um, but no, please remember to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast because you know people got to know. Don't keep this yeah. a secret. You know, all things fine. You know, that's people. People don't. You know, secrets hurt, and lies make baby Jesus cry. So share share a cup of kindness yet. Yeah, all things fine. Yeah, normal show. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's that's why they, that's why Snuffleupagus was no longer a secret because parents didn't want kids keeping secrets from them. <laughs> so think about that. Hmm. That's actually a true story. Uh, <laughs> but... Well, those same parents were also swingers. So oh, yeah. talk about secrets. Uh huh. All right. Secrets are no fun unless it's you having the secret. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Take her easy, guys. (laughs) Bye. All right. I think you got something you can work with. God, we went much longer than I thought we were going to. Yeah. Way over time. Oh, well. I mean, I'm sure you can edit a lot of that shit out. A lot of, like, the, uh, let me look this up stuff. That's gold. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. (laughs) I want to make a whole episode of just you looking up stuff. Like your mom. Oh...